Well, hello there, and welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast. It's episode 151, because apparently I got the number wrong last week. No, that was me. Pretty it sure was all was of me. us. It was the two of us. Uh, we're recording on uh, Wednesday, November 16th, 2022, the week, one week to my 33rd birthday here. And I'm your host, Chris. Hi, everyone. Uh, Today, I'm joined by one illustrious Angie at Stellar Smalls, uh, whose voice you've already heard. Angie, what's going on? Not much. I hope, uh, I mean, I guess here in in Minnesota, it's getting pretty chilly. It's getting chilly in Madison, Wisconsin, too. I was shivering in my work from home setup the last two days, so... It's only going downhill from here. I bet. Uh, and speaking of chili, our, our friend from even further up north, uh, James, is joining us again this week. James, how's it going? What's up? How, how, what temperatures are you dealing with? Well, I'm not going to tell you the temperatures because I don't know you guys' Fahrenheit, so I'm not going to Oh, sure, yeah, it's that. a little complicated. But what I will tell you is it's beginning to look a lot like Silent Hill because the <laughs> fog has rolled in and it's ah. uh, you can't see more than 300 meters. There's a, I mean, it's too dark because, you know, it's nighttime while we're recording this, but I can see because someone's headlights are on, I can still see some snow. So mm-hmm. we had yes, a big no snowstorm s- yesterday. No snow yet, but yeah, it's been, it's been chilly as, as tits and uh, the fog has been here, which I actually really like fog. I love walking in the fog, but uh, driving in the fog, not so much. Yeah, it's, it's actually legitimately treacherous are you a big silent hill fan we haven't talked since the big announcement drop uh you and i haven't talked since the big silent hill 2 remake and and all of the the new stuff they're coming out with was announced are you excited are you chomping at the bit yes well i mean uh, some of it i couldn't give it two shits about like the the experience one or the uh I i don't even know what that was but uh and then there was like, I think there was a mobile one that they didn't really tell too much about. But the remake of two, absolutely stoked for that. I'm, uh, while everybody's kind of up in arms about Bluebird Team, or yeah, it's Bluebird Team, right? That's working yep, on it. Yep. Um, I honestly, it's, it's Silent Hill. Silent Hill games aren't perfect games. They're, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they can handle it. And uh, it look for the visuals, the visuals look good. So I'm really excited for. One, just having a uh, newer version of that um, to be able to play. Because uh, the biggest thing I think the problem was is they uh, they did release an HD collection a while back and uh, they butchered Silent Hill 2 because they're like, hey, let's get rid of some of this fog and now you, it's not as scary anymore. Just kind of ruined the experience. But um, yeah, I love Silent Hill series. I've played one through four in origins and um really liked the fourth one second one and third one just not the first one i've heard the controls are the first one's the first one's fine i think i played the first one last and i think that's kind of what kind of like i kind of uh, got interesting so it was all i never got around to i played two first then we play then i played uh three and four um and then we played Origins, which was the PSP one, I mm-hmm. think. 
And then they we, we played the port to PS2. But it was, uh, at the end of the day, I really, I don't know. I think I just went around to playing one last. And I think it's been innovated so many times. Like, it just felt very dated. Sure. I, I appreciate, appreciate where it came from. But I think three was a better one, two, and two was just a better standalone. Mm-hmm. Uh, though four was my favorite. Okay. Right. Well, let's jump into the lowdown. If you want to be a part of the conversation, if you have a pressing question you want us to weigh in on, reach out to us on Twitter at MN Gamers Podcast. If you don't use Twitter, you can send an old-fashioned email to podcast at MostlyNormalGamers.com. That's our website. Please go check it out. Sign up for the Mostly Normal Monthly newsletter at MNGamers.substack.com. Uh, back issues can be found there. I have a hunch that some sort of writing is going to show up in your inboxes here soon. Um, especially with the way people talk as if the Grim Reaper now works at Twitter. Um, finally, you can leave us a voicemail or a text message at our Google voice number 507-291-2991. And we would love to feature you, your questions, your comments, your game reviews on an episode of the show. And with that, it's finally time to talk about a recent release that isn't a hit mobile game. James, you are the only person I've talked to who's currently playing the new God of War game. What What's up with Kratos and Son? Oh, that game's How's crap. their deli going? Have they successfully entered the business world? Um, well, it is God of War 2018 on steroids. And that's pretty much sums it all up. It is really damn good. Um, it, yeah, plays nicely. It's got beautiful graphics. Everything that they, all of the puzzles they kind of put in place in the first game are kind of coming back with a vengeance because they've added some layers on top of them. And they just... You they they got that thing where like you can sit there with a puzzle going like what the hell am I supposed to do and suddenly it clicks and you're mm-hmm. like you just feel like I am a god <laughs> because of war this, of war or god of puzzles so- I guess yeah I mean we got we got the kid with us and I'm not gonna spoil anything but his he's kind of got some uh, shifty business if you've beaten the first game but the kid is going through like this big change with his like personality and okay so. Oh, God. Kratos is phenomenal. Like, just can I just say, like, even the first game, the first game I played through the first game and I was just like, they took a character I gave no shits about and made me care all the shits about. And in this one, they just keep on building off that. But it's more about the kid than it is about Kratos. But you can still see I love Kratos's best lines are when he doesn't say anything if that makes any sense is the fact of like him, his silences are just so perfect. And there's jokes throughout the game that just comes like, I I can't, I don't know. It's just, there's something about the way he doesn't say things or, or we'll just shut things down. Like we're done talking about this because like you've hit on some, Right, you touched that, a nerve, or, or there's some backstory there that he doesn't want to have to explain to his kid. 
but the players know, right? Like the players yeah. understand that. And I think that's what's so beautiful about it. Or like you see his face when the kid isn't looking and he's like, he's trying so hard to be the good parent that he wants to be for this kid. And he wants to help this kid, despite we all know Kratos's sordid backstory of like, and like problems that he's had. Like clearly he slaughtered the pantheon of gods in Greece and, and he's got problems and he's trying to be better and he wants this kid to not show up and turn out like him. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many good jokes. The banter between all the characters is just phenomenal. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm loving every step of this journey. How many steps have you taken about how f- I, I've heard it's like a, a pretty long game. How far into it are you? Uh, if it's pretty long, I'm going to assume I'm about a third of the way through. I've heard I've, like, like 35 to 40 maybe okay. hours range. I, but that's me just like pulling stuff out of thin air. I'm maybe 12 hours into the game. Okay, so yeah, and, about a third. Yeah, No, I'm, I'm loving it. I cannot wait to play more. And this week I am dreading because... A game just came out today that I'm super pumped to play and I cannot wait. Like I've already just downloaded it. Uh, and then I got another game on Friday coming out that I'm super pumped to play. And yeah, I'm just so what's so in worried. the pipeline here. Well, today Pentiment came out. Oh, and I'm sure. so, so excited to play Pentiment. It is the next game from uh, Obsidian. And it is like you're playing an illuminated manuscript from like the middle ages and it just looks it looks fantastic i have no idea what this game is sure. <laughs> and i am so excited I. for it um, uh, i think a, it's it, it's on so, game pass too that's how it that's how i downloaded yeah. it <laughs> yeah so i i did like the remote install of it so i think technically i have it installed on my xbox but i haven't had a chance to check yet since i tried to do that last night because uh, yeah. there's a pre-install option for it but I'm excited to check it out as well. I, I'm i worried that it's going to be a little bit too esoteric for me, mm. uh, but we'll have to see. I uh, it it's not a, it's so far. It says it's not a long game on how to how long to beat it. We we got about sixteen hours with extras, so it's not going to be a huge time suck. It's going to be like two days of gaming, maybe three. Um, depending on how much I like dump into it. Yeah. Um, I imagine that's, that's not going for the, all the extras, but um, yeah, no, it's, I could do that over a weekend maybe, but it is, uh, it, it, it excites me. And then uh, on Friday, Pokemon Violet comes out. And I've already we've oh, already yeah. set up a dinner party with friends. So Chrissy and I have got it pre-installed the two games and uh, a couple of fr- friends of ours that they're going to come over for dinner and they've both got the two games pre-installed on their game. And we're none of us are going to touch it. We know you can play it the day before at nine o'clock or nine o'clock for us might be a different time for you guys. Sure. When it. Uh, but like when the games become active, when you do digital downloads, um, but we're not going to touch it until Friday night when we're all together and we're just going to start up the games together and we're going to play in each other's worlds and just play Pokemon like we used to do when 
we were kids. Nice. So I, uh, I am pretty excited about Scarlet and Violet. Um, as I said, my birthday is next week. And so there's a chance that that's, I, I will have to wait at least a week to see if it shows up in a bunch of birthday gift wrap or not. Um, but that the recent release I'm actually most excited about is Tactics Ogre Reborn just came out, mm. I think in the last week. And so that's actually higher up on the birthday list for me. Uh. Um, Pentiment is a murder mystery. I am so curious about this game and people are just raving about it. I know. I'm um, dead. <laughs> oh my God. But the art style is so unique and, and it, I don't know it. Um, I have a bunch of time off before the end of the year. So I'll actually probably have time to dig into a couple of the games that I missed for game of the year. Finally. Um, and Pentiment is going to be in that list of Game Pass games that I try and churn and burn through. Um, speaking of churning and burning through things, Angie, it looks like you've finished some games recently. What's going on? What what have you been beating recently? So last week I mentioned that I was playing Halo 2. So we finished playing that and now we're on to halo 3 i've played all where, of where these. you'll finally finish the fight tm the old yes. tagline for halo yes. 3 you'll you'll finally finish the fight in halo 3 but you finished the fight in halo 2 but there was a cliffhanger and then now you'll finish the fight again <laughs> yes yes and even um, though i've played these multiple times but i forgot about the ending of halo 2 that's why I, like i was really curious I don't know how I could forget it, but I did. It's so weird. Yes. It's so weird. It is super weird. Because we actually replayed the final mission. Because I was like, wait, did we finish it? That doesn't seem right. We finished it. We didn't finish it. I don't know if we finished it. So we replayed it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was fun. It was interesting. But um, with now we're playing the third one. replaying it i should say because i played that one a million times i know how that one goes time mm-hmm. and time and again but anyway um so that was nice to actually have that completed um but my significant other has is not familiar with shooting games first person shooters so like mm-hmm. he's been playing online i've been giving him tips and tricks and he's been reading some stuff online it's actually oh, quite nice. funny um but he, he's like, I'm getting better. I, I finally, like, he, like, reached, like, 10 kills, and he got, like, super oh. excited. It was awesome. But there, he actually received messages to, because he's using my account. Sure. And so he's received messages from people that, like, you suck. You, you're the one that, that, you're the reason why the game, we lost the game. Oh, gamers, <laughs> gamers are the worst. And I told him, I was like, yeah, that's, it's because... They have no life and they care, I guess, too much. I don't know, but don't as I don't. Your MMR but it, is too high. <laughs> I was like, don't worry about it because people are just rude. And he's like, yeah, there's so many times where, you know, because when you die, you have like a few seconds where you see your dead body, obviously just laying there. He's like, there's so many people just randomly teabagging me and it, I didn't like it, but it's whatever. He's like, they're dumb. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this, that's just what they do in that game. I don't know, whatever. I mean, talk about an era of video games where I think it was like between Halo 2 and 3, 
they were like, oh, people teabag a lot when they play online. So we should make it so that the head of the character goes up and down when you teabag on them. Uh, yeah. Yep. Talk about a 2000s ass decision to make a video <laughs> game company. And that's all I will say about that. Um, yeah. So I, I played a lot of the campaign in Halo 3 when I was in college, which was like slightly after it had come out. Have you been doing any of the campaign scoring? Because I remember that being really, really fun. And I think it's something about the Halo 3 campaign that like isn't for, I mean, it didn't feel super forefronted. I know they talked about it in the coverage leading into it, but like, I don't think people go back and talk about like, there are like score-based arcade high score challenges Mm -hmm to chase down in the Halo 3 campaign and in co-op. And I think it makes the game really, really replayable and fun. I played a lot of Halo 3 campaign because of it. Have you done any of that on this playthrough? Not on this playthrough, just because he's new to the the series. So we're kind of just playing it and having fun with it. Um, I am going through, because I know where every single skull location is in Halo 3. (laughs) So I've been trying to find and grab those skulls, but which is interesting the first two skulls when you you know start the game they were not in the places they should be oh no i was like well this is really weird because i mean i found all the skulls but he was playing as like under a different name than my own so like i'm like why did they pop up but in the third the third skull we were able to find and it was there i was like well that's interesting wonder why that one showed up but not the other two so i'm gonna have to look into that a little bit further but at least he's he's getting the achievements now and knowing where all the skulls are. He's like, it's 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 fun when you have somebody that's not familiar with the game and you're telling them all these things. And I was like, do you want to hang on to the skull? It just looks cool. And he's like, will I drop my weapons? Do I keep my weapons? Will my weapons be okay? I'm like, yes, you can keep your weapons. You just hang on to the skull. It's fun. Uh, yeah. So it's it's fun doing that. But um, yeah, Halo. I've, I just have had always a good time with Halo, so I'm just getting him into that. But I finished. Super liminal, if you guys remember. Oh that yeah, game I think all. I remember that you talking super about super crazy. Um, it's mind-boggling puzzle game. So like the things are in different perspectives. Like you pick up a wedge of cheese right in front of you, and if you lift it up and drop it, it's all of a sudden this massive wedge of cheese that you can climb on and get to a door that's like you know next to the damn ceiling or whatever. Um, or you lift up, you can grab like exit signs and use that to get bigger and drop it. Like there's one room you have to use that exit sign to pick it up and get it long enough and big enough to land on these two buttons to hold the doors open so you can actually walk through them at the same time because they have to be pressed at the same time. Interesting. So it's like a lot of perspective based puzzles. It looks like just I, I'm looking at like the Google image gallery for this game and it's a lot oh, of like, objects that are much larger than they're supposed to be. <laughs> the ending gets very, very crazy and MC Escher-esque, if that makes sense, if you're familiar. Yeah, okay. Um, I, liked, I liked it a lot, actually. I would definitely play that game again. Um, it, it was very interesting and I just like puzzle games. You guys know that, but I mean... The way that they, it took so much time, probably a lot of physics involved, a lot of mathematical things that were probably involved with making that game because there was like this one room, I don't want to make any spoilers or anything, but one room 
towards the end of the game, you walk in and you know the checkerboard pattern, like black, white, black, white, whatever, like a mm-hmm. chessboard almost. It was like that on the floor, and you you walk through the the white pieces down to the next floor, which is also a layer of black and white checkers. And you just like go down, you keep going down layer after layer and through each of these different holes and you finally find the bottom randomly. You don't even know if you're going to find the bottom because there's so many. It's sure. crazy. Wow. I, I like that game. So yeah, I finished that one too, which was good to get. I'm starting to go through my list of, I have like many, many games I started, but I didn't finish. Sadly. Sorry, don't don't look over here. I'm in this picture and I don't like it. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Many of those. Many, many of those. But, go, so going through those, I still have to finish Luigi's Mansion. I said I was going to finish it. So I think, so speaking of Luigi's Mansion 3, Trillian and I are on floor... I want to say floor 12? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... The co-op continues. It's uh, it's still fun. It's still creative. I love the different themes of each floor, um, and yeah, I I you know it's really cool. Like there, one of the things I really appreciate is the elevator button display. As you like add in each button for each floor, is a really good visual tracker of your progress through the game. And so, like, I think we have three levels left based on the number of buttons that are empty. Um, And I don't know, the game, like, all of the Luigi's Mansion games put so much character into his animations and his voice, like, like his, like, idle animations and his dialogue and his, like, whistling of the theme song and things like that. Like, (laughs) the, the attention to detail of, like, making Luigi even though he's like basically a nonverbal character but like giving him so much personality in those ways and making him so fearful like I mean as a person who like likes Luigi I feel like it's a little bit harsh to make him like such a scaredy cat and like so so frightful like it's a little bit mean to the dude I thought but, the same thing when I was playing, because, like, anytime he's in a room, nothing else is in the room, but if he feels a ghost presence, he's, like, like shaking. Yeah. His, his whole, like, his whole <laughs> like You're okay, changes. but you're okay. And, like, I know, like, other games do it, but I think there's something about, because, like, he's animated, it's almost like, like... Uh, the animation is just like very cartoony and, and like very exaggerated and like I don't know. I'm especially a big fan of the fact that he whistles along with the theme song. Like I, it, it's like a great nervous tick trait to give to the character. I personally um, find his his scaredy cat behavior so much more endearing because despite his absolute fear of these haunted places that he's always stuck in. He is still there to save his brother. And I think that's just like, he is so brave to overcome his fear, to protect the people that he cares about. And you know what? I beat that game. And when you encounter Mario, I'm not going to say anything. I want you guys to tell me your gut reaction of how you feel after Luigi encounters Mario 
in that game because I, I need you guys to come back to me. And if you're on on Twitter, please tell me if you've beaten this game. I want to know if you guys had the same reaction to me because I, I had a reaction and it was. So anyway. what you're saying is tissues involved in the year of our Lord 2022, mostly normal gamers is planning a Luigi's Mansion three spoiler cast. I, I just don't want to spoil it for you. Guys I know. I'm just saying like, I, I'm saying, <laughs> this is what I love about like, I get that new game is new and new game is fun and entertaining, but like the half-life on games coverage is so aggressive and I play games so slowly. And I'm just like, yeah, like it's 2022 and it took me three years to beat Luigi's Mansion three. Let's talk about it. It took, it took John 22 years to beat Final Fantasy nine. So, you know, it's not too bad. I it's taken me (laughs) also 22 years or something i have on 23 maybe that's the next so so besides luigi's mansion which like it's it just is it it's heartwarming and that's lovely i'm still marvel snap is like a a plague on my brain oh james oh god (laughs) what's your collection level busted open a vessel there just under just under 500 um i've been playing a little less in the past couple days uh only because i've just had so much going on but i'm heckin loving this game it is so fast paced when i lose i don't even care i'm just back in it and that's what i i would just love it i think the smartest thing they did speaking of losing and not caring is the retreat button reducing yes. your your loss of cubes makes it feel like you've outsmarted your opponent because you know, oh, I'm this is a losing game for me. I'm gonna cut my losses, and that feels like a win. Yes. Yeah. It's it it doesn't feel as like you're playing magic cards or whatever. You can play for like 30 minutes and suddenly you you're just so far behind. You know you're not gonna win. And but part of you still makes you like drive to the end and try and beat it whereas in this one it's like there's no hard feelings just backing out and jumping back into another match because these matches are five minutes long so who cares like you're yeah. you're in uh you play a few rounds you're like oh shoot i've bad things have happened because of the randomized like center locations pieces. yeah so oh this is really not looking out for looking good for me they just snap because they think they're a badass and well all right i'm out of here i'll just go jump into another game how many turn one snaps do you have under your belt? How oh often God. are you snapping on turn one? Never. I, I almost never snap. I let them do the snapping for me because. Oh, I, you I, like to do the snap trap. Yeah. I'll snap let them trap snap. and pop. I, I come in really meek. And so they like they think they're on top of it. And then I just. Yeah. Mm. My wins. So right now my main deck that I've been winning a lot with is my discard deck. And uh, okay. it's looking really nice and, and happy. There's one card I want for that discard deck so badly. Who are you so trying ma- to pull? What are you looking for? I'm looking for Moon Knight. I, the, I'm the i a oh, Moon Knight sure. fan. I sure. love Moon Knight. I need Moon Knight. And he's got the... I've, I drew him randomly because I have a draw deck. And uh, they sometimes draw me random cards. Um, so I got a Moon Knight through a random card draw. 
And I was like, he's perfect. He makes both you, me and my opponent discard a card, which mm-hmm. is great for me because I have a lot of cards that benefit from getting discarded. And it's bad for my opponent, of course, unless Most I'm going against the time, a, right. a, a same matchup, right? But it's just one of those cards that's just going to be so much utility for that deck. Like, it's just like, oh, it works perfectly. He's he's just, I'm, I'm really excited to find him. But I'm at like I'm at that point where it's like everything is hidden from here on out. And yes. I've got like oh. one more card pull in my uh, my timeline. And I'm like, I no, I wanted them before here. But it's it's brutal once you get past the guaranteed to at least unlock a card every once yeah. in a while. And now it's all loot boxes. That was a bleak moment in my. Yeah, psyche. yeah, it's. Um, but I. The game's yeah. really good. Oh, so, so good. I think it's really interesting the design of the, the like discard cards is they're really, really heavily loaded around threes. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight is a three, Swordmaster is a three, Lady Sif is a three, right? Yes, those and, are all three card drops. And they're really like the engine of that deck. Yes. Gambit is a three. Have you gotten Gambit yet? I've not gotten Gambit, but I, I Blade is also a really nice one drop to have in the deck. But this is I, true. But so he, I know what you're saying. The three, is, if it's three heavy, your mid game is really thick, and therefore you're you're worried about uh, over like basically getting too many threes early on or getting too many threes end of game. Right. Whereas you want you want that nice couple cards for the first like first plays, right? But I found myself not playing on first turn first turn a lot. I have as well, especially since I stopped running um, Quicksilver. So have you run into anyone? Have you played against anyone dropping Dracula against you yet? I feel like that might be later on in the collection. Level. No, I haven't. I've, I've, I haven't seen any Draculas yet, but I'm get, hitting that point where I've just I feel like I've hit that. I don't know if I know there's zones, there's just tiers yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know if I've over stepped over it because I've seen some new cards that I've just never, I've seen a lot of new cards I've never seen before. Recently. I think you might've just passed through into tier three, probably then. So I'm seeing like, um, Thor's lady Thor's, a uh, couple other characters, like just a bunch of characters that I haven't seen mm-hmm. up until this point. And, uh, I, so I have, uh, I'm not quite sure where along the lines of it, I am, but it's, I just, uh, give me Moon Knight. I just want Moon Knight so badly. (laughs) He's my, he's my favorite comic book character. I really want Spider-Man and I don't even have a good valid reason for it. I just, Spider-Man was always my, my guy and I, I'd like to have him. I, I'm running a just normal guys deck. I'm running a no abilities deck. Banking on uh, that, that that three plus from the random centerpiece or whatever. The there's zone. um, our his name is Patriot, three oh, cost yeah. card with yeah. one one strength, but he gives all of your cards without abilities plus two. Nice. Um, and I stole this from uh, somebody posted this deck as uh, something along the lines of they'll never they never see it coming. And That's I swapped so out the Hulk to run a different six drop and it's really, really fun. Yeah. Anyways, 
Um, yeah, the the knowability meta is is high tier, high skill, high skill play level. And then I just unlocked Wong, which gives you the on reveals happen twice ability just in a card. Mm. And so I've gone back actually to my on reveal um, Odin and and White Tiger deck and thrown him in, and it's like a complete game changer because if you already have an on reveal card and then you play Wong on his location and then you play Odin on that location, yeah. the, the card that's already in play there will pop off four times because of the way the mechanics work. So, I had that I had that happen to me when somebody played an Odin on the the uh the zone. or whatever. Yeah, 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 the zone that does that. And it, yeah, it was it, it he went from like horribly losing that match to outright stomping me. So <laughs> I know how but powerful it's, it can it's be. like highly contingent on drawing exactly yes. those cards. And so it's a little bit funky. Which is interesting because if you think about it, typically you're going to play the whole game because you've only got roughly six turns unless you ran randomly get a seventh or you lose you lose a turn. Or, on, um, or four or yeah. sometimes five turns. Typically you're playing six turns so you're only actually you're going to start with three cards and you're only actually drawing five more cards out of a uh a 10 card deck right and that's without hopefully you don't get yondude or somebody steals your cards with a mantis or cable and uh you're just getting the cards that you expect um yeah you're gonna miss out on at least three of your cards playing through that uh, each match so it's a gamble in which three you're not going to get. It might be the exact three you need to complete the combo, or it might be just one out of those three. So it's like you got to have your contingencies. Yep, the flexibility is important. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited that they're going to add multiplayer to this by the end. I know. Of the year, we get to play each play other. I will play you all day, every day, James. And you will Don't tell my me. employer, but I will play you at any time. Anyways, oh, I, I play at work all the time. <laughs> That's it's, where I get most of my games in. It is so fast and so furious. Uh, it is a perfect mobile game, in my opinion. Yes. Speaking of perfect games and perfect mobile games, we need to move on to the news. <laughs> that was probably the all-time worst transition <laughs> I've ever done. But uh, it's time for the news stories. for dancing just a couple real quick news stories this week i i was really interested in um kind of the like tipping of the hand by phil spencer of of the xbox keystone project um folks may remember there was uh the image from a recent you know every so often phil spencer will have some sort of thing on his shelf to tease something when he's on a video call and uh, people, internet sleuths found what looked like a streaming stick that was an Xbox streaming stick of some kind up on his shelf. And so that turned out to be that Xbox Keystone project. And we're reading a story over from gamesindustry.biz. Uh, James Batchelor is the person writing the story. And uh, the Xbox has shelved Keystone streaming console because it was too expensive to produce. The subhead here is Phil Spencer says the device would ideally launch 
with a controller at 100 to $130 for him to feel like it was a viable product. Um, reading from the story, Xbox boss Phil Spencer has shed more light on why Microsoft has, for now, abandoned its plans to release a streaming-only version of its games console. Back in May, Microsoft confirmed it had shelved the project known as Keystone, although there was further speculation about work on the device after the prototype was spotted on Spencer's shelf during an Xbox broadcast. This week, Spencer was interviewed on the Verge's Decoder podcast, with VGC reporting that he had attributed the decision to pause work on Keystone due to costs. Quote, the console we built that now people have seen, Keystone, was more expensive than we wanted it to be when we actually built it out with the hardware that was in, we had inside. And we decided to focus that team's efforts on delivering smart the smart TV streaming app, he told Decoder. Um, so, uh, you know, I, uh, story goes on to talk about the partnership with Samsung to put streaming directly into Samsung televisions. Um, question for you both. Do you feel like game streaming and Xbox X cloud streaming is in a place where a streaming only game library is, is viable? Have, have either of you delved enough into the streaming to, to have an opinion one way or another? I did yeah. a bit and I, I completely agree with Angie. No, I don't think it's there. I think that it's a nice fallback for like indie games or smaller games, but honestly, I was struggling my way through a lot of games just using the cloud until I got the PC that I could actually download the games to. Right. But that, playing them on my Macs, it was great if I wasn't playing anything that was intense or anything that was like if it was slower paced gameplay. Sweet. Great. Perfect. Uh, perfect for Slay the Spire. Yeah, but if it's if it's a fast paced action game, you're having so many like frame rate drops or dips and then you're waiting for the game catch catch up. It catches up. You're playing good for a bit and then it slows down and stutters. And it's just it's it will create an aggravating experience. And that's partly why I stopped playing Halo Infinite, because I was trying to oh, play sure. it online. Tough. And so I played a lot of Infinite, but there was a lot of times where I would just it would stutter or slow down, especially those big heated battles. And I I shelved it. And now I'm at a spot where I can download the game and play it, but I have to have the right specs for it. Right. I'd, but I'd still much rather the download box like the uh, Xbox Series S over a fully down like a fully cloud based streaming yeah, box, which I'm excited for us to get there because heck I will be all all over that, but I don't think we're there yet. I think we're at least a year or two off at the least. Angie, you're nodding. Yeah, I agree. It's just I, not there right now. I tried playing metal hell singer over X cloud. <laughs> and it was not a good idea. <laughs> I went into the calibration screen because because like I had forgotten kind of like you like you boot it up and you're just like, oh, yeah, like I'm playing this video game. And then you're like, oh, yeah, back when I played Guitar Hero, like if there was a latency from the TV to the controller, 
it would give you a headache. You want to know what's even worse? Playing a Doom clone that requires you to play it on rhythm with streaming buffering. So so it's. It, I think it's really, really game dependent. Do you know what I bet is a perfect fucking game to play on streaming? Pentiment. Yes. I right? have no problems playing Pentiment streamed. I bet I played a shit ton, a shit ton of Slay the Spire over xCloud. And it played great because, yeah, there was a slowdown or a hitch every once in a while, but it's a turn-based, menu-based, time-is-not-of-the-essence card game. And I think developing with those things in mind, if you're like, I feel like, yes, it's really cool that so many different games are available over, over the service, but I think the games that shine on it lean on the fact or the games that shine end up being turn-based or narrative play-at-your-own-pace games that don't require reaction times. I bet, man, Citizen Sleeper, one of the games I got super into this year, perfect xCloud game. Narrative-based, not action-oriented at all, menu-driven, reading-driven, like, there are games that work really, really well for that platform right now. And I don't know if I just don't have sick enough internet speeds to support it, but from what I've seen, even like the littlest hiccups, a lot of games suffer really badly from it. With that said, if you were to want to be in the market for an Xbox streaming stick, how much would you want to see it on the store shelf for? Well, I wouldn't, firstly. <laughs> sure. Fair. Um, but I don't know. How much is there those Roku sticks or Amazon Fire sticks, whatever? How much? 30 bucks, 40 bucks for Canadian, at least. Okay, well. Yeah, Fire Stick is 35. I One Target has the light uh Fire Stick, Fire Amazon Fire TV Lite for fifteen dollars on sale, half off from thirty dollars. But yeah, thirty to fifty. I would say that would be the price to go with then, because I wouldn't pay more than that. I wouldn't. Yeah, I would say under a hundred bucks for sure. Has to be under a hundred, and that's Canadian. <laughs> does no. Does the stick include an Xbox controller in this configuration? Because okay, I think that hundred bucks with the controller. No, not even the the cheaply made Xbox controllers that they are handing out at Target now for like thirty bucks. Like no. Oh shoot! Sorry, no. I'm only I'm so used to playing with superior PS5 controllers. I'm just saying, like that's probably what they would give. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they yeah. they make those shit ones. They're they're fine. They work. They're great. Whatever. But they, I've had so many times to like pull mine apart and re- fix the. What is it called? Where it's escaped me. The tracing. You know what oh. I'm talking Not the tracing. Not the, the drift. Um, Are you getting drift. drift? Thank you. You're getting drift on your Xbox controller? I mean, it's probably because my dog chewed on it. Whatever. But it doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> um, I wish I, people could see my eyebrows right now on the recording. <laughs> Do you see this shit? Yeah, they are completely <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so they're, they're selling the... The lower end, I guess, Xbox controllers for like 30 bucks or something like on Target. So if they're going to include that, oh, then... Oh, I, 
I was seeing it on sale for 50. So find me a target. I'll buy five Xbox controllers for 30 bucks. Now hear me out here on the topic of controllers. If that, that streaming platform, Xbox streaming platform somehow integrate the use of this stadia controller, I'd fucking love that because this piece of shit is only usable if it's plugged into the computer and it is one of the best controllers I've ever used, and I want to use it. But it's, yeah. It's I've never cool. touched a Stadia controller. They feel so nice. They just, everything just fits so perfectly. Like, they nailed the controller. The streaming platform was hot garbage, but the controller is so, ah, I can't. Anyway, great controller. <laughs> Incredible. Moving on to our next and final news story for the day. James, you threw this one in into us. Uh, coming from uh, Video Games Chronicle, VGC, Tom Ivan writes, Ubisoft and Riot team up for research project targeting toxicity in online games. Speaking of toxicity in online games, your poor, poor partner getting harassing messages on Halo. Uh, subhead here says, companies say cross-industry collaboration is key to helping curb harmful content. Ubisoft and Riot have launched a joint research project designed to combat harmful content in game chats. Announcing the tech partnership, Rainbow Six Siege maker Ubisoft and League of Legends and Valorant Studio Riot said building safe and meaningful online gaming experiences can only be achieved through collective action and knowledge sharing. The company said the Zero Harm in Comms research initiative aims to create a cross-industry shared database and labeling ecosystem that gathers in-game data which will better train AI-based preemptive moderation tools to detect and mitigate disruptive behavior. Ubisoft and Riot plan to share the learnings of the initial research phase with the entire games industry next year. This... Quote, oh, sorry. Disruptive player behaviors are an issue that we take very seriously, but also one that is very difficult to solve, says Yves Jacquet, executive director of Ubisoft LaForge, the company's research and development arm. Though this technological partnership, oh, sorry, through this technological partnership with Riot Games, we are exploring how to better prevent in-game toxicity as designers of these environments with a direct link to our community. James, you were going to say something. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's a joke in there about uh, uh, Riot and Ubisoft with uh, it too bad they can't have AI based preemptive moderation tools to deck and mitigate destructive behavior in the workplace. But, you know, it's phenomenal that these two notoriously going toxic for the, going for the haymaker, my dude. Notoriously toxic companies are actually doing this. Like, I, I, jokes aside, this is phenomenal because honestly, people trolls on console and on the internet are the absolute worst and they're nothing but a bunch of little wieners and i'm they're wieners they're not worth any other cuss words or anything they're not worth your time or energy but they're literally just the worst part of video games and it's stupid because everybody's here to have fun everybody's here to play everybody starts at the beginning learning something right you can't grow without 
losing a bit. You can't like these. They're just out there to. How else he supposed to learn? Yeah. Right. I mean, come on now. Creating like Smurf accounts or what? I don't know what they're called throughout the industry where you create like a you create a beginner's account so you can just start wrecking all the noobs where it's like you aren't proving that you're good. It's just you can beat people who don't know how to play. You're just being an ass. Yep. Like it's it's stupid and toxic. And you know what? With this sort of stuff that's going to moderate like the hate that they say over it. Like the amount of posts I see of women gamers and like Angie, I'm sure you can uh, weigh on this way better than I could ever imagine. But like the the filth that comes out of these people's mouths in derogatory, like to the players on their own team is just I can't. It's disgusting. It makes me sick and embarrassed to be a uh a gamer. I, I, it's, I tell people, oh, yeah, I love playing. Uh, I love gaming. And it's embarrassing because a lot of the time people attribute gamers to one being like eccentric um, nerds. But the other half is like, hey, I, I, am I resemble that remark. I, I am an eccentric nerd. But the other half is trolls on the Internet who like treat people like shit and or but what else do they got to do what else do they got to do nothing basically that's what it is and i just try to spout to everybody especially people new that i play with or that are new to a certain type of game not everybody is a is a dick yeah not everybody's a dick there are people that are you know nice and accommodating like if you are playing multiplayer match and it's four v four but the your three people dipped out on you. So now it's just yeah. you against the four other people and the four other people on the team are actually nice about it. Like they understand you're the only one. So they're not trying to go super hard on you. And when they do kill you, it's like, they're not trying to teabag you and you be a dick in that sense. They're actually like professional about it. If that makes sense, not even mm-hmm. the word professional. They're just, they're just nice, just flat. Nice Respectful. about it. Thank you. Welcome. Words are escaping me. But anyway, I, not every gamer is like that. So the ones that are like that, they don't deserve to be showcased one bit. Just, they're dumb. Heck yeah. Smash that report button. Every If you find, if you find people, even people on your own team, report them if they're being shitheads. And like... <laughs> Does it say in the article they suspended up to 4.78 million Xbox user accounts during the first six months of 2022 because of those things? Yeah, it's it's really interesting to me because honestly, like the way that communication has become more opt in with Discord and having friend groups that you can communicate in group chats without people being clued into, like. I'm not trying to defend toxicity, but I do think there's a realm where it's like, how much of that toxicity is being curtained off to these private chats, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I have a question of like, okay, like, are we moderating the private chats too? That's great. I think, you know, toxic behavior. You can record those chats. Right. Like the toxic behaviors, private or public, it doesn't necessarily matter, but I, I would wonder how much, playing just on a regular online match with people is a slightly better experience because people who want to be toxic are, are 
jumping on Discord and talking trash with one another. Although I guess you can't hate on people if you're in a private Discord call. So this is a moot point. But anyways, I, I was wondering just if there would be some amount of like curtailing the behavior, but it seems like maybe not if it like more than 4 million accounts were banned from Xbox Live in six months. That's unbelievable. <sighs> Hopefully this technology project gets better. It's really, really cool that it's something that they want to share out with the games industry as a whole. I think that's going to be an important Absolutely. thing. I think I think that's I think that's the biggest thing out of this that really just like they're going to do all this research and they're going to share it with everybody. This isn't like something to drive sales. This isn't something it's to create a better environment for players. And that is immense, especially with how broad and uh, diverse the player, the gamer audience is becoming. It is going to create more accessibility for people that are trying out new things. People who don't typically play these games are going to feel safer and more welcome playing these games online because, yes, the reality is online is where games have been for the last 10, 15 years, right? So the fact that we are focusing... I guess it's more like 20 years now, isn't it? I'm... <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm dating myself a little bit because I keep thinking it's a little smaller than it has been, but... The reality is it's going to make more people want to play games because the shitty players that ruin the experience for everyone else are going to be either curbed. Uh, they, they're going to have to hold back on being the shitty human beings they are, or they're going to be banned. So mm-hmm. we're not going to have to hear it, deal with it or suffer through it. And really, how hard is it to say good games? Yeah. And mean it. And, and it, like, you lose. It's fine. People lose sometimes. It's not a big deal. Good game. Yeah. Awesome, man. It's, yeah. not, it's not hard. It's You're not losing anything by it. Yeah. <sighs> it would be amazing if that changes within our lifetimes, our gamer lifetimes, because it feels like such an ingrained part of the culture and... It mm-hmm. should be excised. It shouldn't have any space, you know? Right. With that, I think it's time to jump into the question of the week. Angie, I looked at our Twitter, and I did not see a single response to the question of the week from last week. So I came up with a new one. And Tell that it question to me. is, what games are you going to play during the Thanksgiving break? I always get a lot of gaming done during Christmas and Thanksgiving holiday break periods. Uh, And a lot of that gaming ends up being playing a shit ton of Pokemon on the couch. Now, I can't say that that's what my answer to this is going to be, but uh, that's kind of what I wanted to throw out to people. And I know, you know, James, I know you forecasted a bunch of stuff you're excited about already and, uh, Canadian Thanksgiving's already happened, so yeah, we're, uh, our pilgrims hit Canada way before you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, with with that, I know it's a little bit of a, a different question regionally, but um, I think uh, I'm gonna bust open control in the next week. Nice. I, I have a week off of work, so other than grinding out my real estate license, <laughs> the whole week. That's great. 
Yeah, it's going to be nuts. So I think I'm going to try and force myself to do a lot of gaming and, and a lot of non-Marvel Snap gaming. It's my promise to myself. Because just like with Hearthstone, as soon as you put a fucking addicting phone card game in front of me, I don't play anything else. Um, anyways, so I, I want to hear from, from you all if there's something like, you know, do you have any rituals around like games and the holidays? Is there like, a particular type of game that you find yourself drawn to when you have a bunch of time off. I, for me, it's Japanese RPGs, like for sure. It's like the time where I finally feel like I can dedicate enough mental energy and space and time for the grind. Um, but uh, how about you, Angie, since we know James, I already have heard what James has on the horizon here. It, any holiday gaming plans for you? It's mm, a good question. Probably because I know I'm going to eat too much food and I know I'm going to be uncomfortable on the couch. So there's more than likely going to be a controller in my hand. Um, it might be just going through the backlog of things that I do need to catch up on. Um, we'll see what that all entails. I'm really embarrassed to say this though. And I'm kind of scared to see what James's reaction is to this, but I didn't finish Tunic yet. I'm sorry. It's I have okay. to finish it. I have to finish it. So that might that might be like one of the, I because I really do want to finish it because it it is a really good game. It is, and I like I'm already excited to replay it, but I haven't even finished it yet. I know I'm like I have to be towards the end because. Some of those, not even the boss, it, it, it was, and I haven't played it in so long, so it's it's hard to even explain what they are, but some of these guys, like, that are attacking you, it's kind of relentless. Mm-hmm. I know the last thing I remember is I was wearing a gas mask a lot. Oh, shit. I know where you are. You okay. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You've got, you've actually got a whole section and a half ahead of you. Great. Um, but it is it is worth it. It is worth it. The gas you never have to go back to the gas mask area because that area is arduous and I know exactly the grief you're feeling. Uh so don't do not worry. Once you get past that, everything's a little bit better. It's it but it, it I know I know what you're saying. That's like the the swamp of dark souls that's like the mm. <laughs> the um you're, you're fighting the the poison pokemon gym of pokemon like you're you're struggling through like just the the slog of it but it feels so much better once you finish it trust me yeah i um and that's what i think i have to just get through that piece yeah. of it but um i'm that's probably one of the things i'm gonna finish is Tunic, but don't quote me on it. Damn, maybe it's time for me to check out Tunic. D- have played you played it yet? What? Oh, played, you played the de- okay. played a little bit of the demo and I got very stuck. Trust me, okay. you want to play the whole you game. Do. It is 100% worth it. If you were a kid that played games in the early 90s that is familiar with like renting NES or Super Nintendo games, this is the game for you. This is do, built do you, off you of like your it. nostalgia. You would like it. Please play it. You would like it. But it's hard. Yes, it is so hard. But it there is. are hard parts. But not you the beat Sekiro. Thing. Even you... the demo is kicking my ass. 
but you beat Sekiro. I you don't like hard this. games. You Sekiro's not hard. I used a guide. <laughs> <laughs> there is a guide for tunics, so there is yeah. that. But but you but have I, to find all the pages for it. <laughs> <laughs> if I could, if I can get through these parts, you can get through these parts. Okay, uh, you do I it. do want to hear, James. Are are there? Are there any games that you're like drawn to in the winter months and the holiday time when when things slow down? I I think it brings specific stuff out of me, and so I'm curious if that's the case for you. I mean, I don't, I don't, I never really thought about it, but ever since Death Stranding comes out, every winter I've wanted to play more Death Stranding. So I guess I like the <laughs> the more you like role playing as Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa and doing Santa package Santa. delivery during the holidays. Yeah, why not? No, um, that or I, I do like Pokemon games. Honestly, I always or any handheld kind of experience. Uh, so I think Switches typically become my dominant game game play device of 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 choice. Um, and with the new Pokemon coming out, that I think I'm going to soak a lot of hours into onto that. So. Uh, it's it's just such a like because the fact that we're going to be able to play with friends like actually That'll play cool. with friends is like we we wanted that since I can't even remember when like, like that's what we wanted since the first game we're like oh I hope the next one you can run around with each other I can't um, even comprehend what cooperative Pokemon will be like. I know, right? But like just being able I don't to be like even understand. Run up to a buddy and like, hey, let's battle. Hey, let's try I caught that guy that you were looking for. Let's trade right now. Right? I don't know. It's just you could do it online, you can do it in person. Like that's just land parties with Pokemon is gonna yeah. be a thing. And Switch has made it accessible for everyone. And I love it. Man, I uh, I this is the problem. I haven't even beaten Arceus yet. Don't. Who cares? Arceus is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Arceus is great, but there is, like, there is a point in Arceus where it kind of, like, drags out, and you're like, I kind of feel like I've gotten that experience, and it's still detached from a true Pokemon experience enough that makes you just want to go back and play real... Like, I hate saying real Pokemon... But like, you know what I mean? Like a traditional Pokemon game. I felt Arceus, like I beat it. And then I was doing all the after end game stuff. Like, but it's like, you got to collect every single Pokemon. And then you got to do every single quest. And I've done every single quest, but like three of them. And I've got all but like three Pokemon. And it's, it's just kind of like, it becomes like, a you have to collect them all. Mm. Whereas in other Pokemon games, the game's true like don't you don't need that to reach the end and so i think the post game of arceus is kind of weak it's kind of like they throw everything at you and that's i don't know i haven't even i think i've only done one or two zones big boss fight oh okay but i yeah no excuse then (laughs) i like level skipped and i went to like a super high level zone and like stealthed around and threw heavy 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 balls at the backs of all these like level 60 pokemon way ahead of the game and it was the stealth action adventure of my life there you go 
I got it's, my it's like trainer. Game. I got my trainer level up like way higher than it's supposed to be. So I have all of these high-level Pokeballs, and so it's let me catch all of these Pokemon that I'm not supposed to. It's, uh, what a video game. It is, it is a good Real game. Real quick. Yeah. This Sonic Frontier, Frontiers game came out, the new one. Mm-hmm. New Sonic just dropped. Yeah, are you guys interested in playing that at all? You know, I saw a commercial for it when I was out to dinner tonight at the bar I was at. And you, uh, wait, what? you looks, saw a commercial for it at a bar? Yeah, it looks anime kind of AF. They had supersonic flying towards a giant monster creature about yeah. to fight each other. And I was like, what is this Dragon Ball Z? Uh, but no, I don't care about Sonic. I like Sonic as a character, I think. But my fandom of Sonic kind of ended after Sonic um, Adventure 2 Battle with the with the chow garden i never played adventure 2 battle it ended at sonic and knuckles 3 <laughs> or like sonic 3 and knuckles but uh the reality that was, is like that, one. that was a really good game i had it on my pc i got it from a scholastic book fair yes like send away yes! and it was like the greatest yes! day when my mom's like yeah you can get this video game from the book fair send away yes, like, yes! oh Incredible. i'm so but- glad you dropped that scholastic <laughs> Okay. Oh my um, god. But yeah, no, I, I like Sonic. I read the comics. I watched the TV shows, like the first one from the 90s and the second one from the 90s. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I was all a fan of like the, the second one was like all about like the freedom fighters and, and Robotnik was still going around transforming the woodland creatures into robots. And I don't know, I, they had Sally Acorn and Antoine and, and Rotor and bunny and i just i loved all of those characters so mm-hmm. when they're like here's amy she's like the new female hedgehog and i'm just like I, who who the hell's an amy who's this who big the cat? what what do they have to do with the the freedom fighters oh nothing oh they're trying to retcon it like years later into tying oh i'm just like i can't i can't I keep up with all here, this didn't I? i'm hmm? yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> i it's great. No, so, I was just curious because I've seen I've seen those videos on it, and it you know looked pretty cool. Maybe sure, I don't know. And it's like I'm not going to spend sixty bucks on it right now. I'll play it when it's on sale. Maybe I might try it out because it does look it interesting looks cool. enough, but not enough for me to spend a ton of money on, especially right, yeah. with. Uh, with one Pentiment coming out this week, Pokemon coming out this week, Marvel uh, Midnight Suns coming out next month, Callisto Protocol coming out next month. I'm loaded with games Ooh. for the rest of the year. Next month is coming out? Yes. Callisto Protocol. Okay. Okay. We I are. Excited. And I just seen a tweet about the second Zelda game that Breath of the Wild 2 with the Tears of the Kingdom or whatever yeah. coming out in like 177 days. Oh, that's so soon. Right. Anyway, oh, man. there's so many things happening. So yeah, that's not going to be my top priority. I was just curious what your guys' thoughts were on that. Yeah. No, I am. Okay. I'll play it on sale. The, the <laughs> new segment I want to end every show on. Okay. We're ending the show every week. All right. Because John is never able to record with us, but is always the best and does the edits. Yeah. Is. There's going to be a little Easter egg treat at the end of every episode of a Game Boy Advance game recommendation for John. And I would like to start. 
And I'm going to do a poll that I don't even have that much of a tie to. But I think John would love Wario Land 4. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. 100%. That is a fantastic game. But that's a Game Boy. No, Wario Land 4 is is on Game Boy. Oh, you're right. 4 4. Yes. Yeah. So, John, John, if you hear this. Oh, he will. And I think you will. Wario Land 4 is your first recommended Game Boy Advance game. Not even recommended. He has to. Oh, yeah. We're sorry. We're we're handpicking his Game Boy Advance education. Just wait till I force his ass to play Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, which was the only (laughs) game I was actually going to (laughs) recommend. Okay. And with, with that, with Wario Land 4 for the Game Boy Advance, we're going to end the show. Thank you both for reporting tonight. This was so much fun. James, would you please let us know where people can get up with you on the internet? At Butlord Primus on Twitter, at Butlord Primus on co-host, and at Butlord Primus on, uh, on Instagram. In case you didn't know, um, at Butlord Primus is what he said. Yes, that's a butt with two T's. <laughs> Angie. <laughs> Wherefore art thou on the internet? I think that means why are you? Yes. Where, that is... where are you on the internet? Not wherefore. I was like, why? I can't give you a why. But it's uh, at Stellar Spots. Angie, why are you? <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you. I don't know. Um, why am I at VG Occasion? <laughs> because I only... T- play and talk about video games once in a while. Uh, and uh, John is at Johnny Samsonite. Blow John up with mentions of great Game Boy Advance recommendations for him. He just got his analog pocket. Final Fantasy Tactic Advance. Oh, mm. yep. you want to talk about a feast of a narrative game? You're, you're telling me a little 12-year-old, 13-year-old Chris Brain wasn't like, it's a storybook and you're stuck in it? <laughs> it's so good it's so corny it's so good it's Love it. incredibly corny and let me tell you the power leveling is real uh keep up with the show at mn gamers podcast if you want to contribute to the content you can send us an email at podcast at mostly hit us up on twitter while it still lasts sign up for our newsletter mngamers.substack.com and please drop a review on your podcast platform of choice. We love to have you share the show with a friend. Recommend it to a loved one. Play Next it me. in the car on the drive up to family Thanksgiving. Put it on the Bluetooth speaker at your coffee shop job. Maybe don't do that. Uh, but <laughs> just spread the word. Um, James, with that, we're going to sign off. And I have a question for you about co-host. Hey, everyone, go play some games. Bye. Bye. Bye.